Just got fucking birds chirping at fucking 8.40 at night in the background. Welcome in to Guys Talking Balls episode 10, Chris. And we're not cutting that out. I have birds chirping in the background. That shit is annoying. What the fuck is that? So I'll close it. I got a window right outside my... I got a, Bro, a it's, tree it's right outside my window. nine o'clock at night. Why are birds chirping like that? What the fuck you got going on over there? I don't know. They're fucking right now. <laughs> I will close it. I'll take care of it. Thank you, Angie. Thanks, Angie. Angie closed it. She's playing oh. my PlayStation. I don't know what game she's playing. What game is this? Mass Effect. Mass Effect. Wow. Oh. Yeah. Um, all right, so... If you're tuning in here and you didn't tune out yet through the first 52 seconds, we appreciate it. We know we've got a few of you listeners. Uh, we release an episode once a week, right around the weekend. I don't have a specific day for you because it's just around the weekend when we have time. Guys talking balls. Uh, so the sports world was hit hard this past week. And it was hit hard because there was a story that really everybody's been through before. And even if we haven't done this personally, we've wanted to. All three of us at some point have wanted to. And that's what Tommy Pham did to Josh Peterson. I think this is the biggest baseball story, the biggest football story of the last month. Can I say something? Of course. I want to hear your your input. I fucking hate Tommy Pham. Hmm. He is Mr. Irrelevant who is trying to make himself relevant. And I cannot fucking stand him. I hope that this fucking dude gets hit by a car or something. I cannot stand him. We don't feel bad that he he got stabbed? I No, I wish someone would have stabbed him harder. (laughs) I I thought you were talking into the mic on purpose. But now I I fear that you didn't realize that. That's okay. Um, Okay, so... I, to me, though, it kind of seems like Jock Peterson deserved it. I don't care if he did. did. He, though? No, I don't think so. It's just a fucking me- meaningless gif. Yeah, I'm sure Tommy Pham has said a lot worse to somebody before than a stupid gif that he'd said. You got it. You get what? It. Is that too loud? Way, way too loud. Yeah. Well, that's how passionate I am about Tommy Pham that's being a okay. loser. Okay, so I had read that Tommy fan that um, Jock Peterson had been kind of like pulling a CJ, some guy that we used to play with in our leagues, where like he was kind of skirting the rules a little bit of the league and like stashing players on his bench that he shouldn't have been. Listen, I uh, truthfully, is this good from here? Am I still too loud? I think that's good. Okay, that's good. That's good. Yeah, I, I truthfully. Don't give a fuck what Jock Peterson did. I don't know how you cheat in fantasy football. Um, I just hate Tommy Pham. So mm. I hope that the next time the Giants and the Reds play, that uh, Jock Peterson just breaks a bat over his head. Hopefully Tommy Pham will never be able to play baseball again. Now, Tommy Pham was suspended more games than the entire Astros roster was suspended combined for cheating. Yeah, I mean, the MLB, Rob Manfred, want to let you know that physical violence is a lot worse than racism like Josh Donaldson or cheating like the Houston Astros. So you could cheat. You could be a racist. If you're a racist, you only get suspended a game. If you cheat, then you mm-hmm. don't. nothing happens. So, yeah. And I don't think you're calling Josh Donaldson a racist. I, I think you're just okay. Sorry, I. That's okay. Needed some he was water. A thirsty. Yeah. He's thirsty. Um, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm not calling, calling Josh Donaldson a racist. Essentially, calls him one. Right. Exactly. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I. I mean. I don't. I'll tell you one thing. Tommy Pham has challenged Luke Voigt to a fight. Uh. Luke Voigt would have knocked him out. <laughs> Is there any doubt on that? Oh, no. Um, no. no. That one I actually didn't even like hate Tommy Pham as much for because I thought Luke Voigt's slide was kind of dirty. But okay. like, it's just the fact that he has to do whatever he can to stay relevant nowadays where he publicly says that he wants to 
box Luke Voigt, and he knows a gym in San Diego where they can do it. Then he has to go and fucking slap Jock Peterson over again. Like, he just, he needs people to talk about him. So he needs to make headlines for himself. Mm-hmm. And he's just a fucking loser. This dude yeah. said he was going to Cincinnati to, like, boost his numbers and get a contract. Yeah. And he's having an absolutely awful year. Like, this dude I don't think is an everyday player for the Cincinnati Reds, and they have, like, four wins on the year. And batting so horrible. He has not batted over 235 uh, since 2019 with the Rays when he batted 273, and that was the juice to ball. Yeah. He really hasn't had a good season since 2017 when he hit 306 with the Cardinals, 23 home runs, 73 RBIs. Tommy Pham, it's been a while. But I, I have to say, I think Jock Peterson was being a little slimy. He must have he been do? kind of skirting the rules. Apparently, it was one of those things where it was an unwritten rule, but we got to mute the mic. Fucking snacks Tom over here. And he's still doing that. I know. <laughs> Mute the mic, Tom. Yeah, what the fucking Unbelievable. program. Unbelievable. It's all the time. It's, it's all the it's time. It's always something with him. The dog's got a tick. I got to fucking eat yeah, some pretzels. The dog had a tick the last one. Yeah. It's always something. So, Jock Peterson was stashing guys on someone's bench. He it, it, Unwritten rule that on Jock Peterson was. I don't bench? know how this was working, but Jock Peterson was apparently breaking an unwritten rule. On so his, he was stashing Sam people on. He was stashing people on his bench or on somebody else's bench. How do you stash some people on someone else's bench? I don't know. I, I think we need more information on it because I don't fully. Yeah, I, but I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Jock Peterson, I think deserved. If it wasn't a slap, I mean, if they're playing for big money, he might have deserved a slap in the face, and I think he did. Bro, they're probably playing for no. equivalent to some bullshit that we do. They're playing with big money, but these guys are fucking millionaires. Yeah, I'm sorry. Like, but I, I don't Tommy think Fan's just a pussy. I don't think it's worth fucking slapping him on fucking TV. Well, he like, did. Get the fuck out of here. Oh, I mean, he did, but I mean, was it fucking necessary? No, I don't think so. That's my point as to why I hate Tommy Fan because he just has to have just, he has to have people talk about. He's got to have his fucking oh, name in the paper. So, yeah, and I can't like it. Just it's irritating me. Fucking hate that guy. You know what? I'm gonna make it publicly. I'm gonna say it publicly on guys talking balls that I want to box Tommy Fam. Mm. Right. Tell oh him to boy. fucking find the gym. Since this dude has millions, he could pay for my flight out to San Diego and my hotel room and everything else. And I want to fucking box him. Can't stand that fucking guy. Jock Peterson had placed a ruled out player on the injured reserve which I guess was only designated for guys actually on the IR. I take that uh, back. Jack Peterson, little slimy. Tommy Pham, got to be a better commissioner. Yeah. yeah. If he's allowed yeah. to do it, then fuck him. And, oh, Tommy Pham, I don't think you guys didn't mention this. Tommy Pham just left the league. AFK hasn't answered anybody. So a poor now who's the slime ball? Who's the a slime ball now? Right. But Jock was slightly slimy. Tom Sam, a poor commissioner. No, I'm I'm not even going to say that Jock was slimy. When Bill Belichick went out there in a playoff game and had Logan Mankins catching touchdowns, breaking rules or unwritten rules about eligible receivers, non-eligible receivers and everything, Mm -hmm. he read the fucking rule book and he exploited it. Jock Peterson did the same fucking thing. If you don't like it, tough shit. Fuck yourself. Yeah, change the rules. I'm right. a fucking commissioner in an ESPN league. You can fucking change the IR settings. Yeah, Tom's the fucking slowest person I know. If he could figure it out, mm-hmm. then Tommy Pham can. Negative. Tommy Pham is not the sharpest <laughs> tool in the shed, Chris. He's not the best bat in the lineup either. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't been for a long time. Uh, all right, so I wanted to touch base here. This is a team that uh, had a big shortstop signing. Texas? Yes. Oh, yeah. I knew it. They have... They've kind of been on fire. Did you see... Uh, I didn't realize mm -hmm. that it took the $3,280 million man or whatever he got, Marcus Simeon, uh, up until yesterday to hit his first home run. Mm 
in Texas. Now, I will he say something. I, I will say something because I do want to dispel something. He has not been good at all. Um, but holy we, shit, this dude's batting worse than Tommy Pham. <laughs> since May 18th, which is only about 11 days, right? Uh, he's batting 317. Okay. So maybe he's picking it up. Just well, he's like the Rangers <laughs> picking it up. He's batting three seventeen over the last eleven games, and he's still only at one ninety four on the year. Oh, it's it's gonna, bad. He's gonna have to pick it up. But I'll tell you what, if the Rangers are winning, you know who else has been great for the Rangers? And I don't. What do you guys think about him keeping it up? Martin Perez, that pitcher. Oh, he's a beast. He was good last year. He was good for a stretch last year. You know what? Honestly, no, I disagree. I don't think he's gonna keep it up because you know what? He was good to start that uh, year last year, and he fall. He fell. He fell apart. I don't think he'll keep up a 1.6 CRA. <laughs> I think he'll have a 4-1. When was the last time he pitched? Yesterday? I don't have an answer on that. Okay. Either. Good. Yeah. Um, but he's been a beast. He's been a big reason why the Rangers have kind of went on this little streak here. He pitched May 26th against the Athletics. I don't know if we're counting that. Uh, he did pitch all seven innings, but... I mean, he pitched a complete game shutout against the Houston Astros on May 20th. He that might have just made him my favorite pitcher. A seven-inning shutout against the Phillies on May 4th. He pitched a seven-inning uh, performance against the Astros April 28th, allowed one run, earned run. So he, he had some tough matchups. I mean, the Angels, he's played uh, April 17th. So it's not just like the Athletics and the Red Sox and the Royals he's playing. He's been playing some solid teams and putting up some good stats. He's not young exactly. He's 31 years old. So, But wow. the Rangers are almost 500. They're 22 and 24. They have not been above 500 since uh, 2020, the shortened season in the middle of August. They started the year off bad, but I think they're gonna they'll pick it up. They definitely will. They a playoff team, Tom? No. <sighs> no, I don't think so. I think no. the AL's too good. No. So you've got the Yankees winning the division. The twins. I don't know who's gonna come out. Though. Yeah, I don't know who's gonna come out on top in the central, but I think it'll be between the twins and the White Sox. Okay. And then it'll be Astros and Angels. And there's gonna okay. be three teams coming out of the AL East. Yeah, the Angels are just filthy this year. I don't think the the Rangers are going to pass them. What about the Red Sox? 23 and 25, are they a playoff team? I don't think they have the pitching. Okay. I Unless Chris Sale comes deadline. Yeah, I don't I don't know about that. How reliable I don't think is Chris so. Sale at this point. I, I mean not reliable at all, but I mean he could come back and, you know, pitch a couple meaningful innings, but I don't think so. I don't think they make the playoffs. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think even a couple meaningful innings is really changing the fate of the Red Sox. So I think they're going to sell at the deadline, honestly. That's what I think. Yeah. Who are they going to sell? Uh, I guess Bogarts. Are, yeah, Bogarts. Well, I could see them trading them, not from like a selling aspect, from an aspect of not wanting to pay them. And then trying to get the best like return for them, and that will be at the trade deadline rather than in the off season. That's selling. I mean, yes. <laughs> that that's what we're saying. That they would be sellers. That they would sell off. I mean, their players. In, in, obviously, uh, in an aspect, sure, that is selling. But I don't think they're gonna. Just like if they're buying, they would be acquiring. Ball players. players that they think can make their club better. better. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tommy. You never On to other news. Uh, so the Rangers are 22 and 24. If, 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 I know you guys don't think they're going to make the playoffs. If they make the playoffs, which one of these teams are they more likely to jump? The Angels? The Twins. The Blue Jays? The Rays were winning the division above the Astros. Well, I'm going to say that the White Sox win their division and that they're going to wow. jump the Twins. Oh, the White Sox. Question, but that was not the question. Um, I, I think their it. best bet would be to win the division, honestly. Okay. Can I tell you guys something? 
okay. crazy about the Blue Jays. If Jose Barrios can step up, I think they have a pretty solid negative two run differential. They're twenty seven and twenty um, though. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. I'm not crazy about them. I think they're the third best team in their own division. Uh, in a I, stacked division, their offenses. It doesn't matter if you go back to pe- people were thinking this team was going to win the division this year and be a world right. series. And, yeah, and people were thinking that the Yankees are going to be in third. Not fan graphs. All right, so what I'm going to say about the Blue Jays, because I could understand why you're skeptical of them, but their offense so far is like second half of the league. You know, their runs 24th, hits 23rd, um, OBP is 19th, slugging is 19th. They're all bottom half of the league for that, but their pitching is all all top 10 stats, So, except for hits allowed. But besides that, they're all top 10. So once they start hitting, the team starts hitting. You know, Vladdy struggled a little. Bo Bichette struggled a little. They've dealt with the injuries. That Fan team's going to be fucking nasty. Fangraphs has the Blue Jays at a projected higher winning percentage the rest of the year than the Yankees, than the Astros. What? I actually think... They have them as the second highest projected winning percentage rest of season, other than the Dodgers. How do they, they come up with this schedule? shit? I don't know, but Fangraphs is also the same website that projected the Yankees to win the division when we were kind of very confused about that, if you guys remember. Yeah. You know, so it's interesting. We still know, got I, a long way to go. I got a long way to go. Yeah, definitely do. Um, I wanted what team we were just talking about. The Blue Jays. No, no, before that. Oh, the Rangers. The Rangers. I wanted to see where they were on here. Rangers are projected to be fifty-three and sixty-four rest of the season, so they are projected to not come close to making the playoffs. Yeah. Um, but. We will see. And the Yankees are projected to be 64-51 rest of the year for 97 wow, wins. Wow, really? They don't project anybody to have over 100, but Fangraphs is historically uh, lower on the win side of things, win total-wise. They have no team projected to win 100 games. No, but it, it's very, from my understanding, it's very rare for Fangraphs to have that. Well, then how reliable are they? Yeah. I would say reliable. <laughs> I would say fairly reliable in the fact that if you just look at the standings, right? Like I keep hammering home. You go back to the second or third show we did when we were kind of making fun of them for having the Yankees ranked right. first. All right, you know? we're fifty games into the season. Let's uh, let's slow our roll on fucking saying Fangraphs is spot on. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, what else do we have to talk about here? Um, hmm. the twins, Byron Buxton. What do you do? Well, nothing. He's just hurt. But the twins are still in first. Um, we think they're going to stay there. Byron Buxton could easily be a fucking MVP candidate. He just can't stay healthy. But I think the difference this year is that he can't stay healthy, and the twins are still winning. Right? Isn't that kind that of interesting? True. That is true. They do have differential. Their pitching is really good this year. And uh, Royce Lewis came back up today in the outfield. He got hurt. Knee injury. He was playing center field. He was playing center field. Well, because the whole thing is they don't have room for him at shortstop. So why are you going to fucking do you throw the dude at center field? Because they have uh, Always put him in right. They have Correa, correct? Yeah. Okay. So I think the whole thing is with him is that they did not expect him to be good. So they signed Correa. He comes out of nowhere because he used to be a top prospect. So he comes out of nowhere. He's excelling. They call him up when Correa's hurt. He produces phenomenally well. And now apparently he's likely to hit the I.L. The only thing that I don't get is just why not throw the dude in right field? 
You know, that's considered the irrelevant position in baseball. Why are you throwing the dude in center field? And does he even have outfielding experience? Or are they just like, fuck it, we want you in the line. They, play they, have been, they have been working with him ever since they sent him back down because they wanted him to get called up right away. They have been working with him at center. Hmm. Or, or in the outfield in general. Um, the other thing is, I think it's also fair to say, Byron Buxton's their normal center fielder. So if you want Royce Lewis to get as much playing time as possible, you might as well have him learn the position that. Right, that he'll most... be playing. Yeah, because Buxton is hurt a lot. And he's yeah. playing now, but he's still not 100%. You've also got Max Kepler in right field. So I don't know if if he's going to be able to move out of that position. You know what I mean? Right. So. Yeah, Twins. I, I like them. I, I like when they play the Yankees in the playoffs because the Yankees always absolutely dominate them. You know what's crazy, too, is that they're doing well. And two of their pitchers, former Yankees, Sonny Gray and Michael Pineda. How <laughs> funny is that? Michael Pineda is a he's slob. A, he is 100% a slob. Yeah, and I think we've done him. We definitely have, have covered him. Uh, he is gross. Yeah. <laughs> He was definitely eating that pine tar a little too much, I think. <laughs> I think he was. All right. Let's see. I do have something for football I want to talk about, but uh, we can go into this. Rookies are struggling this year in the MLB. Joey Bart is batting 165. Josh Lowe is batting 188. C.J. Abrams was batting 182. Spencer Torkelson, 179 with 41 strikeouts. Uh, Bobby Witt Jr., who everyone, I think he was the second ranked prospect in the entire MLB, is batting 223. And Julio Rodriguez, I don't, I wouldn't even say he's struggling. I think he's starting to finally pick it up. He's a beast. Is batting 267, five home runs. He, he is a beast. But my point is... These rookies are rough. Hunter Green at pitchers, two and six with a five point eight nine ERA. So, and I know Reed Detmers uh, pitched that no hitter earlier in the year, but he doesn't have fantastic stats. I think you got to give pitchers a little longer. You know, but we don't pitchers give, are. You got to give hitters long too. I mean, yeah, I guess. you're giving Kalenic. One... Kalenic's going to be a senior citizen, and we're going to be still got. He'll still always have his potential. <laughs> He sucks. The one thing I'll say about Hunter Green that I feel bad about is uh, that he plays for the Reds. He strikes out a lot of people. He's that dude good. went eight or nine no-hit innings and lost the game. Mm-hmm. Like, I, yeah, that dude needs to just protest and get off that fucking team. And Jeremy Pena, who kind of came out of nowhere for the Astros, is probably the best rookie of them all this season. Yeah. So, I who do we think I, – I would say out of this nice list I gave you guys, I could see Bobby Witt picking it up next. Oh, uh, yeah, he's going to be good. But it's, it is rough for rookies. And I think the ball is definitely deadened. The ball is not the same. Yeah, I hate Manfred. I read this article in The Athletic uh, talking about how – there are it's going to be like only 350 opposite field home runs hit this season compared to like over the typical 600 that there usually is in the entire MLB. So there is 100% something different about the ball. And I don't understand. Like, just play with the juice ball. Make the game fun. Let me ask you guys something. Do you think... Do you think that's an excuse for hitters struggling the ball or no? I would definitely. Well, I don't know. Maybe it's hard to say just choose the ball because, yeah, I agree with Tom. I think that they should just let the pitchers use the fucking pine tar and juice the ball. Make baseball fun again. Okay. I got a I got a question for you guys. I'm gonna change the subject a little bit. You guys see um, the Tiger, not the former Tigers, um, the Giants manager is doing Gabe Kapler. Yeah, he's he a piece of shit. Like, 
there there are ways to protest, but like the national anthem, like I just don't get it. Like why do people it's why do these Memorial Day? I I I hate to say it, but it's also just kind of the world we live in where uh and you saw it with the NFL and it killed their ratings, and I think MLB is kinda smart enough to not have it affect it too much, but there you're when you cross politics with sports it's it's a difficult thing to do so you can't do it successfully i just don't under like um, there are other ways of like fighting now, for whatever you believe in do we know what it's over or no i i don't know he said he wants to see a change in our our country it's i don't about, know if he's referring it, to gun reform it's about the shooting in texas yeah, that is where this started from. So I don't um, know if he wants some sort of gun reform or what. I don't know exactly what he wants. Regardless, he's a pussy. No disrespect to what he's like uh, fighting for or anything, but no, no offense. Fuck but you not coming out for the national anthem doesn't change a goddamn thing. I guarantee you, no one fucking note if the news or any, like any sporting agency, ESPN or any the score or any of that. If they didn't report it, no one would fucking know or care. How about you fucking go out there for the national anthem, but how about you take some of that fucking million dollar contract you have and donate it to some of these charities and whatnot, rather than, you know, I'm just not going to go out for the national anthem. Why don't you actually do something? The Yankees, I don't know if you guys saw this, um, but I did because I was trying to look up some highlights from the Yankees-Rays game earlier in the week and wasn't getting them. Uh, the Yankees and Rays had decided to, instead of score updates on their Twitter, they were releasing like yeah, gun, gun violent facts, gun violence, um, which is fine. Like I, I, you know, I think I think teams, I think people are have the power to do what they want to do. Uh, I wish that they would have reported a bit on the baseball. The 20- the 21 shootings that happened in a specific city this week, but they were not going to do that, uh, which is fine. But I think, I think it's okay for things to be separate. That's okay. Right. It's okay to turn on the news and be, and get updates about the, you know, a specific shooting or a specific political event. And it's okay for a baseball player to play baseball. And it's okay for them to speak out, but I think you got to understand if you're going to speak out, you're going to get criticism with how divided everything is. And I think that's fair. Like, I think what you guys are saying is what a lot of other people think, and other people probably disagree 100%, but that's what happens when you decide to do, um, I don't even know, like highly divisive tactics. You know what I mean? Is it really helping? No. Not really. Right, it didn't help when Kaepernick did it. No, uh, and I'm not saying it helps when somebody like Cole Beasley refused. Like Cole Beasley, Cole Beasley, I think Kaepernick. was a different situation. It may, might have been different situations, but I think it goes to show that when you're highly divisive, uh, it doesn't matter what side of the the, the political spectrum you're on, you're probably not going to get a job. No. Yeah. Cole Beasley was was divisive, and Kaepernick was divisive, and they're both 100% opposite sides, and they both are out of jobs. Yeah, fair point. And the funny part about it is you can be an absolute lunatic, right, and take your shirt off and run around the run around MetLife Stadium and be rumored. And I know he's not getting a job, but Antonio Brown would get a job before Kaepernick. We get a job before Beasley if he wanted one. Joe Mixon, who knocked out his girlfriend in high school, I know in college, is a star NFL running back. Oh, he fell to the second round. Yeah, let the guy fall to the second round. He, he beat the crap out of a cheerleader in college. Hey, Kareem Hunt's still playing too. Kareem Hunt, I mean, not once, but I think twice. Yeah. And Adrian Peterson, right? That kid fucking beat his kid to death. Got a switch. And Ray Rice, let's be honest, if there wasn't that video released, Ray Rice would have had his nice little four-game suspension and been on his way. Yeah. So it's tough. The second you bring in politics, you're gonna get a worse you're gonna get worse backlash than if you actually do something bad. I think so. I think that's kind of what history shows. 
And I don't think it's going to show up well. If, if the Giants start to do bad, people are going to point to that. So uh, let's talk about this. Yankees and Mets. First place. I, if you guys want to talk more about it, you can. I don't know. No, I'm done. I don't want to okay. get too political. Okay. I figured. Uh, Yankees and Mets. First place on Memorial Day. Only other year it happened, 1988. And guess what? Neither one of them made the World Series. <laughs> Is there going to be <laughs> a Subway Series this year? And if so, what needs to happen? A Subway Series World Series or just a Subway Series? Oh, a, a Subway Series World Series. All right, that's not going to happen. That Why? Will never happen. And what needs to happen? Um, well, I don't have faith in Aaron Boone to take the Yankees to the World Series. I'll say that to start. I don't think the Mets have what it takes to get past the Dodgers. Hmm. So, okay. I don't even with the healthy Scherzer and DeGrom. Um yeah. Honestly, I don't know. I think uh I think they put up a fight with a healthy Scherzer DeGrom. They have Taiwan Walker who's pitching well, Carlos Carrasco. Um, Taiwan Walker's been been hot and cold. It, it, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, Bassett, yeah. well, Scherzer, Degrom, Bassett, I mean, the Mets, probably Carrasco as your the forward. Mets offense is pretty scary too. I mean, they got Pete Alonso, Starling Marte, Francisco Lindor, Jeff McNeil. I mean, they got some hitters on that team too. I mean, they don't have the star power that the Dodgers have, but I mean, I could see that series going to Game Seven if it ever came. Um. Well, you got to think depending on what part of the playoffs they're in. Do you run a three-man rotation so you can have Degrom and Scherzer out there as much as I you possibly can. can? I don't think they can. No, I don't think so. You signed to you. Sh- yeah, you signed Scherzer to a four-year deal. You still have three years left on him. You don't want to fucking destroy his arm. You don't want to destroy him yet, Degrom. I'm not convinced they want to destroy because I think there's a chance they bring him back because Stevie Cohen's going to pay that man. We got to see the man step on the mound before we can really say anything. It won't be. I think think DeGrom needs to. Justin Verlander had a lot of injuries too early on in his career, and he was throwing very fast, and he cut a few mile per hours off of his pitches, of his fastball, I think, in particular. And he stopped suffering as many injuries. I think DeGrom needs to at least think about doing something else. I don't know. But I mean, Verlander just had Tommy John last year. You I think for some of... I think for some pitchers, injuries are just unavoidable. It just happens. When you're fucking slinging your arm as hard as you can a hundred times a game. Verlander's got a 2.03 ERA at 39. I didn't say old. he was a bad pitcher. Oh, I know. I'm just. I, I just know, said just that saying. he fucking got Tommy John surgery last year. He might win the Cy Young. Yeah, he very well might. And Degrom, you know, can go down that path too. All I'm saying is that you know the whole cutting miles per hours off and changing your pitching regimen, I, I just don't think it really changes much. But honestly. if you look, if you look at what he's actually done though prior to that Tommy John. He's getting 30-plus starts a lot of seasons besides 2015. Um, and Jesus Christ, getting off the Tigers is the best thing that happened to him. Uh, Didn't they go to the World Series one year? Yeah. They win a series? Yeah, but not when he was – that last season he had close to a four ERA, and I think it rejuvenated him a bit to go to the Astros. Cheating motherfuckers. He is a cheater. What do the Yankees need? A different head coach. This will be my daily show reminder that I hope Aaron Boone's peacemaker fails. Let me get a roster. What are the um, I think they need an outfielder. I don't. Yeah, I was gonna say I could tell you who I think needs to be out of the lineup, which would be Aaron Hook, Aaron Hicks. Oh my um, god, he is horrible. Joey Gallo also. Yeah. Oh my god, he hasn't been doing good. Um. Kiner Falefa is getting close to that mark for me. Mm. I'm kind of losing my faith in him. Slowly but surely, every goddamn game. Dude started off super hot, and he's down to, like, what, 230-something now? Right. And his fielding has been very shaky. 
So he's uh he's starting to you know bump down the ladder he's in for me. What? He's in two fifty eight. All right, whatever. He went back up a little bit. He was hitting three hundred. When you have no home runs and RBIs and shit, I need you at three hundred. I don't know though. But I, I'm saying he's at the you know he's I I think he's fine. I don't picture Kiner Falefa being the difference maker for a World Series enough for them. But I think Aaron Hicks and Joey Gallo are. I think you could also use as much as I love Jose Trevino and hate Kyle Higashioka. I think you could use a bit better of a catcher. Honestly, I think they need a, they could use another bullpen guy. Their bullpen hasn't been too good lately. Oh my God. It's been bad. Well, the whole fucking Chad Green's getting Tommy John. Luizica's on the IL. That's what I'm saying, man. They need to get a little more depth now that these guys are hurt. They need to make a trade. The only thing I will say about the Yankees bullpen is that Clay Holmes, when they traded Hoy Park for Clay Holmes, I was like, you fucking kidding me? But wow, what a deal, man. I love Clay Holmes. Michael King has been a stud, too. Michael King has been trash. Been trash. These last couple, like his last eight appearances, he has been absolutely horrible. I see. He might have been, he might have been their worst relieving pitcher. Michael King's ERA is only, it's only at a 3.1 right now, but like two weeks ago, it was under two. He's the Andrew Heaney of the, rota- of the bullpen. Uh, we can't go that far just yet. The last two weeks he's been. The last two weeks he's been. That's what yeah. I meant. That's yeah. what I meant. Uh, what about the Angels? Are we excited to see them in the playoffs? Because they're a playoff team. How could you say no? Trout, Otani, this team's going to be electric in the playoffs. I wouldn't want to play them at all. I'm curious at how, because I don't, Otani's never seen the playoffs before, right? Neither is Trout. <laughs> well, <laughs> all right. That's fair. This whole team, Taylor was, Ward. Yeah. Brandon Marsh, or not Marsh. Who's the first baseman? Yeah. Uh, oh, Jared Walsh. Jared Walsh. That guy's a stud. I like Jared Walsh. Noah Syndergaard is, you know, he's seen a playoff run before. Patrick Sandoval. That man was fucking part of a World Series run. They didn't win it, yeah. but. He saw a man's career end in Matt Harvey. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that so funny, man? Like when Matt Harvey was getting up on the mound to pitch countless times and everyone knew he was hurt, Mets fans were like, oh, look at this guy. He doesn't care. He's coming out here to pitch. And you kind of see why organizations are careful with their pictures because they just ended that man's career. Yeah. If they would have won a World Series, it would have been one hell of a story, man. Yeah. And now he's a killer. I, my so. God, that shit pisses me off. <laughs> because you know what? People make their own fucking decisions. Tyler, what's his last name? Skaggs? Yeah, I had him on my fantasy team when he that, died. That yeah, dude, did too for a little he wasn't fucking strapped down and forced to take pills. He fucking took the pills himself. But we're going to blame everybody else. Fucking guy was a junkie. You and get what you fucking get. Fuck the, you. Sick I of think it. the MLB, again, speaking of how bad Manfred is, totally should have sent the focus more on helping these guys because there are 100% more players that are hooked on that shit. Yeah. Um, but they don't. They just kind of focused on the one story and then moved on from it uh, because these teams got to play for that piece of metal, as Rob Manfred likes to say. So I'm excited, man, to see the Angels in the playoffs. I just hope it's not a, you know, see him get swept. One and done. <laughs> quickly as it end, as you know, that would suck, but... I can picture the Angels taking down a, a Tampa, a Toronto. Actually, I don't know if they have the pitching to get past Toronto. Yeah, I think that they could beat Toronto. You think so? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised by it. Ta- or fucking the Angels are a good team, man. I hope they win the division. I don't want to see them as a wild card. I want to see them as a fucking division winner. Because you know what? Mike Trout deserves it. And Shohei Otani deserves even better. Yeah, I mean... I think Shohei Otani might be the closest thing we have to Jesus. (sighs) I think they could... It's going to be tough to get past the Astros. Fuck the Astros. Uh, But they can. I I wouldn't bet on it, but... I would. Nice little five-game losing streak for the Angels here, but... That's all right. They can. They can. Shohei Otani had two home runs today. He's an animal. Yeah. Absolutely. That dude, I'm going to nickname it here, and there's no 
no racial thing behind it, but Shohei Otani's new nickname for me is Godzilla. Because that fucking man just hits laser beams. <laughs> Wasn't Hideki Matsui Godzilla too? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Shohei Otani is just... He's the best Asian player to ever come across the pond. Well, yeah. I guess I shouldn't... No, I shouldn't say that so quick. Ichiro is pretty fucking... Ichiro's got that mantle. Hideki Matsui. But... Oh, Top. I'm racist. <laughs> oh, oh my god, I can't say that. Oh god, this kid's special. Um, yeah, Shohei has a ways to go before he overtakes Ichiro. But fuck, that guy is amazing. Minor leagues, minor league games, okay? Uh, the pitch clock on average, has brought games down 28 minutes to about a two-and-a-half-hour game. If you can get games down, MLB games, down to two-and-a-half hours or 30 minutes less than what they currently are, are you for the pitch clock? No. Okay. How many pitchers have gotten hurt? Like, how many more pitchers have gotten hurt since the pitch clock compared to not? I'm curious. It's – I don't know. There's been a lot more injuries this year in general, but I – I would argue that it's because of spring training being cut short. Right. I, I could agree with that. I'm just curious since the pitch clock, if there's a trend with more pitchers getting hurt with having to go quicker. Cause like, if you're already, you know, fucking you're a starting pitcher already throwing as hard as you can, a hundred pitches, but now you're rushed into doing it. You have to fucking move constantly going. I don't know. I I it. would, I it's just not natural. Fuck two up. and a half hour baseball game. I have no issue with the shorter games, but I just, it's not the natural flow of baseball. So fuck them. Well, I think it's, I like, I think the fact that the, the little pitch comms that they're using that speaks to them, the pitches, you know what I'm talking about? Instead of signs. I think that's done a good job of speeding shit up. And I, at first I was skeptical of that because I had no idea how the fucking thing worked, but now I'm a fan of that. The pitch clock, I just don't know if I could get behind. Okay. The only thing that would piss me off worse than the pitch clock is the robot umpires. I think all these things are coming at some point. You have a 14-second pitch timer, and then if there are men on base, uh, you have 18 or 19 seconds. And what happens, what's the penalty if you don't pitch before the end of the pitch clock? I don't know. Although, Chris, I think it'll be one of those things where whatever the penalty is, it'll happen a few times that first year, and then people just get used to it, and pitchers get used to it. Yeah, but I still don't like it. I think it's coming, so we'll see Especially, next. like, later in games when you're trying to be strategic and plan out what you want to do, and you can't sit there and think for a minute. You gotta go and be impulsive, and it's just, it's not the fucking way baseball should be. I have... Tom, do you what do you think about the pitch clock? You don't like it? I'm not a fan of it. I'm on board with what Chris said. Okay. I would I'm a fan of a lot of things that make the game shorter. I think it's a lot to ask. Because let's be honest. None of us watch every single game. Mm, no. But I don't no, think I that I don't think the pace of the game has anything to do with why I don't watch it. Okay. If I could be honest, because when you sit down to watch a game, you don't know fucking, you don't know if the game's going to be over in less than three hours or if it's going to take fucking five hours. You know, there's but, times where fucking it takes, you know, an hour and a half to play two innings. Right. But we know damn well the, the average game is not going to be two and a half hours. Yeah. But still, you know? I, I don't think the pace of play has the slightest to do with when I turn on a game. Okay. I don't think so either, but I I do think that I would, first of all, I would make home games, at least here for the Yankees. The 640 start time is so much better than the 710 start time Um, because you get the game over with before 10 o'clock, especially if it goes to extra innings. Um, But I'm kind of interested to see how the pitch clock is going to be. The one other thing I'd like for them to talk about, I don't know if you guys have read too much about the shift being banned next season. Uh, I've, I'm reading that everyone's worried about the infield, but a lot of teams have been doing shit in the outfield. 
to stop like doubles and triples from happening. Do we know if they're doing anything about the outfielders with this shift ban or no? I don't think they are. I'm guessing it's probably going to be in the somewhat same relativeness of, you know, how the infielder, you have to have two people on each side of the base. Yes. I'm sure the center fielder is going to be able to rotate, but like it's not going to be where when Joey Gallo steps up that the goddamn left fielder is playing like right center. Yeah. You know, he could probably go as close to center as he can, but like he probably still has to be on the left side of second base. Right. Yeah. Some of the shifts are absurd. Curious to see if it helps. Sure as hell is not going to help Joey Gallo. I don't know how many articles have said that. Um, Banning the shift? But yeah. Oh, I think it'll help him. Well, yeah. I mean, fucking nothing will help that. Maybe the maybe the pitch clock will help that because you're gonna get pitchers fucking up and just throwing pitches because they got to get past the pitch clock. Yeah. Or maybe he'll just strike out faster. Who knows? You guys want to do a little football? A little um, football. Yeah. All right. What do you want to talk about? Uh, the sophomore quarterbacks. Oh God! You just want to talk about Zach Wilson, don't you? Trevor Lawrence. Wilson I to Wilson, say- baby. I would say Trevor Lawrence is going to have a huge step up from Probably last the best season. second year quarterback. Okay. Really? I mean, that's, that's bold. Mm-hmm. Who right. do you think is going to be better? I think. What are the, who is it again? It's Lawrence, Wilson, Mac Fields, Jones, Lance, Jones. Fields, Trey Lance. He's going to be starting. The best of them all, Davis Mills. Yes, sorry, I forgot about him. Davis, uh, Davis Mills. He had the best rookie season. Best. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. he's not a bad player. He was a former. You guys know he was a five star recruit. Yeah, I think Davis Mills. I, if they can put tools around him, I don't know if he's going to have a good year this year because I don't know what the hell who he has to throw to. Besides, I think they resigned Brandon Cooks, but he's kind of you know sucks now. So I, I think he's going to be the bottom of the pack. I would honestly probably put my money on Trey Lance. Really? He's starting this year. He's going to have the fucking whole team to work with. I hope Debo plays and he has Debo to work with because Debo is fucking amazing. So are we talking from like a stats perspective or like a a best team perspective? Oh, no. You um, look at it as a whole. I think you look at everything as a whole here and you come out of the season saying, yeah, that's the best quarterback. Well... I think that's a tough question then because, I mean, Trey Lance is on the 49ers who have a sick roster compared to, like, the Jaguars who literally just had top okay. five picks the last two years. So Listen, the Jaguars have the fucking third highest paid receiver in the league in Christian Kirk, so. <laughs> I'll put it this way. The Patriots had a better season than the Chargers, but nobody is saying that Justin Herbert is a worse quarterback than Mac Jones. Yeah, Justin oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> Mac Jones is going to have a sophomore slump. If you want me to rank them, I'm going to go Trey Lance, probably either Lawrence or Wilson. Fields, who I think this year is going to be just complete trash. I have no faith in Justin Fields at all. I think he's a loser. And then Davis Mills is going to be at the bottom just because I don't think he has anything to work with. And if the Texans suck, Davis Mills is gone. because they're gonna When the Texans the suck? They're not going to be good. What if they are, though? Not, they're not, though. But what if Davis Mills is good enough to get them five wins? I don't think, you know, regardless of how bad the Texans are going to be this year, I don't think that the blame is on Dave, uh, what the hell's his name? David Mills. Okay. So, uh, I, you know, I think if they wanted to really work with him and build something around him, then, you, you know, you put the ball in his court. But when you have no one to throw to and nothing to work with, I, you can't put all the blame on him. I saw this interesting stat at 16 of Trevor Lawrence's 17 interceptions came when the Jaguars were trailing. Huh. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. Which, again, just leads me to believe how – I mean, his coach was – God. He was kicking the kicker. Urban Meyer. You didn't think it could get worse than a guy like when Chip Kelly came over to the NFL, right? Like, <laughs> But it did. 
Eggie, these fucking college coaches have no idea how, when they're not working with kids, they have no idea how to run an NFL team. Urban uh, Meyer is a good example of doing it right, but most of the time they suck. Urban Meyer might go down as the worst coach in NFL history. That dude. Worse than Adam Gase. Uh, Adam Gase is a loser, too. <laughs> they could box it out for the spot, but. Okay. At least Adam Gase wasn't kicking his own players, you know? That is true. Not even just his own players, because you kick a lineman, whatever, they're 400 pounds. I doubt <laughs> they even felt it. But you're kicking the kicker. <laughs> like, I don't get that. That's like punching your quarterback in his throwing arm. You know, can you imagine you hear that fucking Robert Salah is just beating the living shit out of Zach Wilson's oh, arm? God, I'll tell you, I think magic. Rob Salah could beat the shit out of Zach Wilson. I think Rob Salah <laughs> could beat the fight. shit out of like half the people in the NFL. Yeah. You think he's juicing? Think he's on that Barry Bonds no. stuff? No. Dude, I think he's just a... He's a juicer. I don't think so. Yeah. You'll see it on the sidelines when fucking Wilson throws a pick or something. You're going to see the veins looking like they're going to pop out of his head. You're going to see the complete roid range. Roid range. Sorry, I forgot how to speak. That's okay. Tom, did you rank these quarterbacks yet? Fields, Wilson, um, Lawrence, Mills, Mac Jones, and Trey Lance. I go <clears throat> Lawrence, Wilson, Lance, Fields. And then who do I have left? Probably Mac, Mac Jones. You're putting Fields ahead of Mac? Yeah. Wow. Davis Mills is last? Yeah, I think so. That Texans roster is atrocious. I, I will go Lawrence. Hmm. Lawrence, Wilson, Jones, Lance. Fields and Mills. And I think Davis Mills is a lot better than we give him credit for, but he's playing for the Texans. And I do think if the Texans suck, they're going to pick a quarterback. Mac Jones, I think, is better than what people are giving him credit for, but he also has Bill Belichick. Trey Lance, I think, is going to struggle. I think that's a place we don't see eye to eye. Can I say something crazy? Yeah. I think that Davis Mills could have just as successful as a career in New England that Mac Jones could. How are you feeling about Mac? Because you're a Patriots fan. How are you feeling about Mac Jones heading into... Not good. I've said it for a while that I'm not a Mac Jones guy. Um, I think they have no, you know, they have no designated offensive coordinator. They said Joe Judge has had a heavy influence in the offense this year. And I do not think that they are putting the right support. They didn't get him a number one receiver. They went and drafted the dude with the fastest 40 time, but that's fucking irrelevant to me. Yeah. From where Baylor or some shit. I don't know the college off the top of my head, but. Yeah, I think it's Baylor. But regardless, they didn't go and get him a number one receiver. You know, the top receivers are Kendrick Bourne and Nelson Aguilar. Kendrick Bourne, I actually like whenever he gets the ball in his hands, he makes plays. Nelson Aguilar is a fucking loser. And Keel Harry's a loser. Um, Jacoby Myers is a beast. He is a good receiver, yes, 100%. The dude can't catch a touchdown, though. I think he's got one or two in his career. Um, not that I'm, I think Jacoby Myers is an awesome slot receiver. Go out there and catch a bunch of passes and gain yards, but they do not have that number one receiver. And until they do, I. They do have Devontae Parker. You. I'm not a Devontae Parker fan. Okay. Number one, he gets hurt a lot. Number two, I just, you know, he's just not a – Devontae Parker is not a number one receiver. I think if they would have went out and got fucking Debo or A.J. Brown or something, it would have boosted Devontae Parker a lot more because I think that Devontae Parker could be a very good number two. But Devontae Parker is not a number one. Okay. You never know with Bill Belichick and the Patriots. Yeah, I said the same thing last year, and then they, you know, went to the playoffs, and then they yeah, might have got the most embarrassing playoff defeat in NFL history. They went to the playoffs with a rookie quarterback, and he was awful. It's okay. I wish it would have been another game where they only threw it twice. 
I don't think the score could have came out. The score would have probably been better because they would have taken more time off the clock. But <laughs> that was an embarrassment. I think that's more embarrassing than Mark Sanchez butt fumble. You want to know what's funny? So many things. I don't know if you feel this way, Tom, but as a Jets fan, so many embarrassing things has hap- have happened that I don't even look as the at the butt fumble at Sanchez as something all too embarrassing. Because I, I feel like so many terrible, like this team hasn't made the playoffs since I was in middle school. So why care about some random Thursday night game? Yeah, literally. It doesn't make a difference to me. Not when like you, they were fucking. When you go through two years as Adam Gase as the head coach. Sam Darnold <laughs> oh getting that mono. All right, guys. Third and ten. What are the Jets going to do here? Oh, it's a run up the middle. The Jets trading Darrell Rivas and drafting D. Milner as his replacement immediately getting Darrell Revis comparisons from day one. I mean, it, but and then had a nice Revis after his prime to a three-year deal. And for our long time listeners, they have spice Gardner back there at corner. And I, oh. I just want to say one thing about the whole Revis thing. And that's, he brought a fucking, uh, I almost said world series, a super bowl to, uh, New England. And he almost brought one of the Jets. <laughs> like, <laughs> the Jets were one game away back-to-back years from getting to the Super Bowl. You know? And I'm trying to think. I think the Cardinals made it one of the years. Yeah, the year the Steelers won. Like, they, they probably could have beaten the Cardinals. Honestly. But they lost, like, in typical Jets fashion. So it doesn't really matter. Yeah. I. I have another another question for you guys. Who is more likely? No, we're not going to do who is more likely to come. We're just going to do whether or not they're coming to Tanana. All right, I'm going to give you a name. You're going to tell me whether or not they're coming on the yearly golf trip. All right, Nick. Yes. Okay, I agree. We got to start off easy, Jack. Yeah, yeah. We start off easy, right? I agree. Um. Kenny. As long as yeah. they come for one day. I'm can. putting it at 50-50 with him, honestly. I think Kenny comes. I think Kenny, Kenny comes. comes. I think it's going to be out of his hands if the weather's bad before and he has to fly on the weekend. Then right? It's, you know, there we go. It's fucking, he ain't coming. We could convince so. him to fall. If, as long as it's not one of those check rides, I feel like we can convince him to be sick. Sick to his instructor. Yeah. Um, Hopefully his instructor's not a listener. <laughs> Imagine one of the three. Uh, who else do we have here? Frank? No. No. Okay. I put it at like a 4% chance that Frank comes. Yeah. yeah. He's not on the same page. Yeah. There's no fucking shot he comes. He's a fucking. He's a liar. Maybe we could record a fucking episode all together in person. In person. Two weeks from tomorrow, I'll be there. We could. Wow. Two weeks? That's, I got to get off from work. You still haven't done it? Nah, I mean, I have two personal days when I can take. So I, I'll do it. I'll do it on Tuesday. Okay? I'll do it on Tuesday. Um, better. Yeah, I will. And we're going to Montauk to play? Yeah. Yeah, I so, think so. Tom and I were talking, Chris, because Montauk. Unless is- I could get us in at Shinnecock. Oh, man. There ain't nothing better than Shinnecock. <laughs> That would be fucking sick. Yeah, my uh, the dude that uh, might be able to get us in there. He said he was just he played it five days ago, and the uh, like the rough grass. I forget what it's called, but it's that like you know that thin. Here. No, no, no. The um, it's like the fucking straw shit. He said it was like knee high. Fescue. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm used to fescue. I'm used to fescue. Oh, we got you, it at Belport. I play at the nicest court <laughs> in all of New York State. I'm there ain't no that. fucking Shinnecock. By the way, Chris, you know who hasn't been invited to play a full 18 in Bellport yet? That'd be you? That would be me. Wow. That would be me. I'm actually going to move out of state and, and I'm not invited yet. What do you expect out of a scumbag like Tom? Nothing. Oh my god. I'm, I'm sorry for not inviting you on my golf course. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, but anyway, before this podcast ends, uh, Tom and I were saying we should go. Montauk is cheap enough to play. Like, it's like 40 bucks to play there. We yeah. could play there twice. Like, we could play there, get something to eat, do something, and then play there again. If we did, like, a fucking 7 a.m. tea time. Yeah. And then went and got some lobster rolls and then had, yeah. like, a later in the day. Yeah, I'd be down for that. Okay. That'd be a lot of fun. We could possibly see if there's another course out that way, too, that would be yeah. worth playing, you know? Yeah, it's a good idea. Unless you know, this course is just super awesome and we'd say, fuck it. I, so I keep looking it up. A lot of places have this as the second-ranked course on Long Island. Really? All right. Apparently, the saying, it ain't no Shinnecock, is not a big <laughs> <Montauk> course. <laughs> I don't know. But, all right, well, listen, solid podcast. Yep. Uh, if you listened all the way to the one hour mark, we appreciate it. We know, I definitely know there's a few listeners. Uh, and I just hope you all have a good week. Yeah. Thanks for all listening. Right. Thanks for listening. Are we logging on PlayStation after? I already said no. No. Calm, no. <laughs> no. I got to catch up on Stranger Things. I'm like three episodes away from being oh, on the God. I'm over that. All right. Show. All right. Catch have you later, fellas. One.